we are a blessed uh, country, and I know we're going to make it through it. This is a difficult, difficult time. But I think God is using it in some powerful ways to help us get our focus back on what is really important. And the great thing about what we do is we begin to look at where our money is going, how it's being spent, and how much we are giving back. Because the only thing that really matters is what we give. Hello and welcome into this edition of Radio BNR. I'm your host, Chris Turner, Director of Communications here at the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. And today our guest is Matt Tullis, Special Assistant to the Executive Director and also the Stewardship Specialist here at the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Matt, welcome in. It is great to be here, finally. Yeah, it's it's been a while. We we needed you to like actually, you know, get really into your role here. You've been here about a year, so that's uh, plenty of time. Your role has uh, evolved some over this year. Yes, uh, started out primarily as our stewardship uh, director, and then uh, when Willie McLaren went to the SBC. Uh, you had the opportunity to move into the role to help our Randy Davis, our executive director. So your plate was full, and now it's like you've passed through the buffet several times. But there's no way that I could uh, replace Willie McLaren. That's right. No. Willie is definitely one of a kind. So, uh, But what we are going to talk about today is uh, all things stewardship, cooperative program, golden offering, uh, these days of dealing with the COVID virus, things are fluid, but the Bible still does t- tell us and command us that uh, we should be good stewards of what we have. And it's not necessarily always our finances, but obviously finances are a big part of that. So as as we kind of take a look at that, just talk a little bit about um, generosity as it relates to to stewardship. And when we talk about stewardship, we're talking, there's no point in us saying biblical stewardship because as believers, that's where we get our... Right. Money is just one part of stewardship. I mean, that's that's a given. There's everything in our lives, uh, what we do, the time that we spend, our talents, and of course, our treasures. And I, I was thinking through this pandemic as we've gone on, and we've People are really hurting right now. Mm. But I think it's a real reality check for us as Americans to realize, hey, most of us have air conditioning, unlike most people. Uh, People in uh, Western Africa, as you know, uh, probably feel blessed just to have a bike rather than a car. So we are a blessed uh, country, and I know we're going to make it through it. This is a difficult, difficult time. But I think God is using it in some powerful ways to help us get our focus back on what is really important. Mm. I don't know if you have, but I've looked through my bank account and tried to cancel every subscription that I possibly can just to. And so people all over the nation are doing this. And the great thing about what we do is we begin to look at where our money is going, how it's being spent and how much we are giving back, because the only thing when we Say, as, as John Ortberg says, uh, when the game is over, all the pieces of the toy go back in the box. Yeah. And so the only thing that really matters is what we give away. And it's really interesting. I was reading a report that said that uh, as we look at generosity, studies have shown that people who give generously are in better health. They have a lower blood pressure. Wow. They, they are generally happy. 
Uh, scientists have said that people who give generously, and they did this study where they gave uh, the the people in the study $100, but they made one group give $50 away and keep. And the other group, they said, this is just your money. And they found out through the study that the actual brain was energized more for the people who had $50 to give away to somebody. And that's just kind of a biblical concept. Uh, God loves a cheerful giver, and Mm. I really believe that we are happier when we give. And when you think about how much we spend, uh, over $3,000 a year we spend on uh, entertainment, and that's not counting going out to eat, just just entertainment, over $3,000. Uh, we in America are spending a lot of money on auto debt. We've got a $1.2 trillion wow. debt budget just on the cars that we drive. And it's no wonder people have difficulty giving away when they're strapped with so much debt. So what we really want to encourage people is look at your finances, get rid of the things that you don't need, uh, settle for less, and give more. You know, it's, it's interesting you say that. I remember both of us at one time worked for Lifeway Christian Resources yeah. when Jimmy Draper was the president. And one of the things that Dr. Draper always talked about that was just a real burden for him was the amount of church debt that churches had accumulated right. and how it was preventing them from being generous uh, in giving towards missions and cooperative program and those types of things because they were so burdened by all the building debt that they had and, and just really would, he said, if I could make one thing go away in the SBC, it would be to get rid of the building debt that our churches have so that they can be more generous. So it's not just individuals that uh, can, right. can be, uh, you know, that, that need to be more generous. It's churches being able to get themselves in a position to be generous as well. And through the COVID-19 crisis, we've learned that buildings are not a necessity. Uh, We've been able to do church just fine, thank you very much, without our buildings. And uh, my prayer is that we'll continue to look at creativity and, you know, Facebook is free, YouTube is free to get that stuff out there. And so we can can do ministry, we can do worship, we can do just about anything, Bible study we've seen uh, through Zoom calls, all of this technology that we're able to leverage uh, toward uh, more cost-effective ways of doing ministry. And when I think about technology, especially, I think about uh, Goliath's sword. You know, David used the sword of Goliath to chop off his head. And media, uh, I think Facebook, as well as just the internet, that's Goliath's sword. That's what Satan has used to cause so much harm uh, to so many people. And yet we're able to pick up that sword and chop off the giant's head. I hate to be violent. Yeah. It's early in the morning. Well, that's that's okay. You know, when it comes to to using that technology, it really is important for us to yeah. leverage it to redeem it. And right. Well, you know, we have seen throughout the COVID virus churches being very creative in their use of that, and it has redeemed Facebook probably more now than at any time in the history. The gospel is being preached in all the world. Right. And uh, so, you know, people have access to it all over. And one of the things that I love to point out to churches and celebrate is their generosity. Mm. One of the things, now we're not using bulletins that much these days, but we do have these bulletins that, uh, bulletin inserts that churches can order and they're free. Uh, We just give them to churches to use because we really want people to understand 
uh, how important generosity is. And one is eight reasons to tithe, and the other bulletin is eight more reasons to tithe. I know I'm creative. And uh, just simple (laughs) things like, you know, when we give, it's worship. It's a promise. God said that he's going to take care of us no matter what happens. It's a teacher. We get to teach our kids. I I remember, I don't know if your parents did this, but always Sunday morning as we're getting ready, you know, they always armed us with uh, the, the truth that we needed to tithe what we uh, received, and if we didn't get any money because uh, we were uh, at at that point uh, poverty stricken children, yeah. you know, we didn't have jobs at five. They gave us a little <laughs> money to put in there, but they they taught us, yeah. and it's a teacher. It's also uh, just a a blessing to give. Some of my favorite stories are stories where I've been able to to give, and sometimes they didn't know if I could give, and for some reason you get in touch with the miraculous because mm. you find out that there's some money that you weren't expecting coming through the mail or from the government. And it was just a, I would say it like a God wink. Uh, it's, it's also an investment. You know, we have so many investments. My 401k is an investment for years to come, but the investment that I give when I'm, I'm giving and being generous is something that's eternal. It's never going to go away. And one of the things that I found also in one of our other tithing inserts, uh, I list contagious. It's just contagious to give. Mm-hmm. And it's the joy of your life if you're able to give. And I, I just really love talking about giving because I know it's, it's – and pastors, if your pastor uh, preaches on tithing or giving, you need to thank him because he's really giving you the greatest blessing that you're ever going to receive here on this earth. Yeah, and you talked about the bulletin inserts, and no, a lot of churches are not doing bulletin inserts right now. However, if a church is interested in getting the PDF version of that that they could send to their to their congregation, I know my church sends out a digital bulletin, basically, so that you can see the order of service and way things are going. So, you know, this is, you, you can have a digital insert, too. So, right. um, what would be the best way for someone to get that information? They can just email me. Uh, at mtullis at tnbaptist.org. I'm still getting used to this. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's been a, a year and actually eight months. So. Well, you've had that name a long time. Oh, yeah. no, you're talking about the extension. Okay. The, the email. But yeah. uh, they, they can or, – or they can look on the page uh, yeah. of this podcast and get that. Yeah. So uh, just email me. Uh, tell me how many you want, anywhere from, you know, one to 300. I'll be glad to yeah. send those to you. And that's all a part of the cooperative program our way to invest back in churches. Well, since you've mentioned cooperative program, let's jump there and we'll come back to, to stewardship. Uh, you had mentioned about uh, you know generosity and missions and, and those types of things. We as uh, Southern Baptists, as Tennessee Baptists, uh, have, have faithfully given to and through the cooperative program since the 20s. Right. And, you know, there was a reason for that. It's because, you know, everyone coming by and hitting up your church for a special offering for this or that, and then the whole idea that we would we would just have a cooperative missions giving. So just talk a little bit about uh, the importance of cooperative program for accomplishing kingdom work and how a church's generosity uh, really plays into being able to to reach people not only in Tennessee but around the world. Yes. Whenever we entered into this crisis, I remember, uh, I guess it was early, early March, uh, and the wisdom of Dr. Davis, even before it really became a 
pandemic or when they first announced it. But he was one of the first people that just really brought down to me the seriousness of what we were going through. I remember us coming in and arranging chairs early in March for a meeting and just saying, we're going to uh, batten down the hatches and try to do as much as we can to protect people. The wisdom of uh, Dr. Davis has been incredible. And also the wisdom financially. Now, we don't have a gratuitous stack of money uh, in the basement of Tennessee Baptist. We believe that— We don't even have a basement. No, we don't. (laughs) Uh, We downsized our building uh, long before I came and uh, have a great headquarters. But we realized that, as you have said, as churches know, the building isn't the church. And the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board is really all about the missionaries of Tennessee Baptist. But we set up a plan to prepare for what will happen in the Mm -hmm. days and months ahead. And and we looked at several different models. In fact, William Maxwell did an incredible job of setting models of what would happen if we saw this incredible dip in uh, CP uh, giving, because that really is the lifeblood of everything that we do from church planting to uh, our ministries, compassion ministries and disaster relief, uh, all the teaching that's done from our, our support staff and our missionaries that go out and serve churches. Uh, everything we do is about serving churches, but we, we wanted to make sure that we came through this, and they were able to do that. The amazing thing about it is that Tennessee Baptist, in the midst of a pandemic, stepped up, and instead of seeing a 40% decrease in cooperative program, which we were prepared yeah. to handle. I mean, those would be some painful days. But right now, as we speak, we are probably at about 1.5% uh, behind our budget. And we cannot take credit for that. That falls on the churches of the Tennessee Baptist Convention. Uh, our churches have stepped up. They've given sacrificially. And in those first few months, it was difficult. Uh, first few weeks, especially. I remember uh, there were some churches that we talked to that said, hey, we had our first online service and we uh, this, this week we only have 15% yeah. giving. But once our great Tennessee Baptists got used to the idea of electronic giving, uh, they gave to churches and then the churches – courageously continue to give through the cooperative program. And we're very thankful for that. Yeah. And, you know, when you think about that, we we helped a lot of churches, a lot of smaller churches that really had no online mechanism uh, for giving back, back then. And we have helped several of those. And if there are any churches that are still out there that are looking for uh, a workable solution for being able to to do online giving, then they just need to contact us, and we have a process set up for that. Right. And, you know, the, the important thing as well is is not just you know what we're doing with with Tennessee Baps and all those great ministries that you mentioned, but you know we we send a significant amount of that money on through uh, through the cooperative program right. onto the to uh, the the, so, the executive committee of the Southern Baptist Convention. And that really is the the resource that is the uh, primary lifeblood for operating the International Mission Board and international missionaries. We hear a lot about the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, which is extremely important. But really, Lottie only makes up a portion of what it is that the IMB needs to be able to support missionaries and send missionaries. And cooperative program really does make up the, the, the bulk of that. 
Well, when we talk about you know generosity and the cooperative program, kind of the bridge in that whole thing is stewardship. Stewardship is, I'm going to guess, something that's an intentional thought and not something that just happens. Talk a little bit about stewardship in churches and and just kind of you know why that's so important that a church practice good stewardship as well as individuals. Right. I think it's a matter of consciousness. Sometimes we look at our life and we look at, at people, and we should, but we rarely take a look at what is going out. And once once you get a grasp on it, uh, once you begin to look at your budget in uh, in re- in the rear view and see what what you've spent and and what you have, and and you really get to the place where you say, "This is how we can tighten things up." I don't need this, and it's amazing the things that we don't need yeah. that that we think we do, and uh, so that that idea, that concept, that principle really of taking our families and especially our children and bringing them into the process of saying, this is what God has given us, and we're going to be a generous family, and we're going to look at the world, our our worldview, our mindset, our spirituality is directly tied to what we give. It's, it's amazing. If Jesus wanted to take somebody's temperature spiritually, he would seem to always go to to yeah, money. Yeah. And that's because it's the the best reflection of where we are spiritually. Uh the the greatest uh the reason why it's the root of all evil is it gets down to the core of our own survival. Mm. And do we trust God or do we trust our bank account? Yeah. And God God wants our full surrender in that area. Yeah, I I remember years ago um, hearing missiologist Bob Shogren talk about uh, the Abrahamic covenant. And, you know, one of the things that he talked about was that Abraham was going to be blessed to be a blessing to the nations and how really that, that does pour over into all areas of the, the believer's life is that God, God gifts for a purpose. God you know, gives us individual gifts for us to use those gifts to share to expand the kingdom, but obviously financial resources fall into that as well. That we are blessed to be a blessing, right. whether that's you know to our local church or you know a ministry or you know through through cooperative program through special gifts to children's home or you know whatever it is. Um, you know God God gives us resources to to give away. Right. And when you look at a church, and I'll just give you an example, First Baptist Martin, Tennessee, uh, they had given 25K to the Golden Offering earlier. In the middle of a pandemic, last week, they sent in a check for $45,000 to the Golden Offering. What an amazing act of faith and encouragement to us, but the the blessing that people that we aren't even going to get to see until we get to heaven, that, that that will make an impact. And I just called their pastor and I said, um, Brother Sam, what's going on? And he just said, we just believe in the ministry and we want to win Tennessee for Jesus and we believe that this is a part of our strategy. And when it comes to the cooperative program, the, the great thing about Southern Baptist and when I think about, and you've, you've seen missionaries mm-hmm. who have to spend 30 to 40% of their time trying to raise money for their ministry, and the rest of the 60% of the time they can do ministry with our uh, International Mission Board, North American Mission Board, uh, those that we support can just focus in on their yeah. 
ministry. My uncle and aunt were ministers in or missionaries in Thailand. Uh, started one of the first prison ministries in some of the dankest, darkest uh, prisons in Thailand, and uh, just gave their life for 33 years. And not once did they have to ask for money for their ministry from individual churches. They promoted the cooperative program, but the whole point of the cooperative program is that we can take the resources of uh, thousands of churches and we can distribute it in an equal and fair way to missions in Tennessee, North America, and around the world. And so for us, it's, it's a convenience for the pastor but it's also the fact that churches that are, uh, let's say, for instance, uh, First Baptist Church, Lexington, uh, that uh, they give 12.2% uh, through the cooperative program. Then you got a little church like uh, Woodland Mills First Baptist Church that gives 16% wow. through the cooperative program. A little church, Lexington's a big church, a little church like that wouldn't be able to support even one missionary. But through right. the cooperative program— they're supporting 3,700 international missionaries and growing, as well as all these other missions all across uh, the, 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 the country, as well as the state of Tennessee. And one of the mistakes that, if I could just throw in a little editorial, is that we're a big denomination. We don't agree on some things. Yeah, And some people use the cooperative program as, I don't like the way that this person is uh, controlling things over in this little tiny organization. So I'm just going to throw out all the cooperative program as a protest. And that just incenses me because there are missionaries in India, in uh, Pakistan, in England, in France, in Brazil that are supported and they're standing on our shoulders. And as Southern Baptist, it is an honor for us to do that. Now, we can have these sidebar conversations about whether we believe politically something should be communicated or not, but I think it is uh, just such a grief, grievance to the Holy Spirit when we don't come together, unify around the, the crowning jewel of the Southern Baptist Convention, which is the cooperative program. Cooperative program. program. Yeah, I think it makes me think of a little pastor that is uh, in East Tennessee, been in ministry over 50 years. And, uh, you know, from a small county, his pastor a small church. And he said when he was first starting out in ministry, uh, he and several friends were talking, and uh, everyone was talking about um, what, uh, what they'd do with a million dollars if they had it. And his reply was, when it came to him, that he wanted to see a million souls saved for Jesus. Mm. And uh, he, he told me, um, I, I reckon that through the cooperative program, I've seen at least a million souls saved. And I told him, I said, in 50 years of ministry, you've seen way more than 50 souls, uh, million souls saved. And uh, he said his only regret, and if he had something to tell a younger pastor first going into ministry, it would be to be generous, and that he wished that he could have given more to the cooperative program because of all the mission work that it does. And just, just to give you an idea of the, the kind of sacrifices our churches are making right now, uh, and these are large churches. Uh, we always say equal gifts, equal sacrifice. Um, churches like uh, First Baptist Clarksville, already this year, calendar year, they've given $228,000 through the cooperative program. Yeah. Uh, Bellevue Baptist, uh, 533 k uh, through the cooperative program. 
And it's just that idea that they're going to give away. And if I could share one story before we close here, I know I'm probably way over time. No, you're fine. You're good. Okay. Uh, One of my favorite stories is just kind of a metaphor of this generosity, this idea of generosity. And I think it it speaks to churches as well as to individuals. A guy named Bob Benson, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Mm -hmm. He was a writer, uh, died in the 80s. When he was a child, he grew up here in East Nashville. And as a child, his parents, and this is something we would never think about doing, they just left him at home. This was the 50s, and I guess you could do that back then. They left him in the home when he was like uh, nine years old as they went out of town and said, you just hold things down. They were right next to the church, and so he walked to church. But before he walked to church, he forgot that it was dinner on the ground, something we used to do a long time ago. After church, everybody brings their stuff. And he just got a, a a piece of bologna and two stale pieces of bread and went on to church. And then after church, he uh, got there to the dinner on the ground to play with his friends. And uh, there was uh, Miss Williamson and she had fried chicken, uh, you know, roast beef, uh, green, that great green bean casserole, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's a staple. Yeah. And, you know, peach cobbler and all of that stuff. And uh, Miss Williamson said, uh, look, what do you have in your brown bag? And and he said, well, I got a bologna sandwich. And she said, you know, we like bologna sandwiches, and I bet you like fried chicken. So why don't we just put everything together and let's all eat together? And because he was willing to join this, he got to eat like a king rather than a pauper. Mm. And, and that's really a metaphor of generosity. Yeah. Uh, so many times we are – white knuckling our brown bag with our bologna sandwich while there is a feast of what God and God's saying to us as churches and as individuals, why don't you take what you have and put it in with what we have and we can all feast together. And yet so many of us as churches, as families, as individuals are saying, you're not going to get my bologna sandwich. But the fact is God doesn't need our bologna sandwich, yeah. but we sure need his fried chicken. Yeah, you know, when we talk about just that generosity in the, in the giving, you know, uh, we definitely want to close on a major high note that we've seen here over the past five years with golden offering. Yeah. Um, and just the, the massive escalation in the generosity of churches giving through state missions. Um, and when we when we talk about the the golden offering, you know, one of the things that we have said here about Tennessee is any way you slice it, Tennessee is a mission field. And we we talk about you know there are 145 different global people groups in our state. Mm. Uh, that's a reality. We have about 40 of those are m- among the most unreached people groups in the world, according to the IMB's um, you know the way that they uh, categorize people groups. Right. Uh, and so uh, we've just seen uh, an increase in the number of ethnic churches that have joined the Tennessee Baptist Convention, whether that's uh, Cantonese or Vietnamese or Burmese or Hispanic, um, you know, Arabic churches. Uh, so our, our our convention is really reflecting a little more that Revelation 5, 9, 7, 9, some from every tribe, tongue, and nation. But, you know, our state, unfortunately, has the uh, second highest opioid addiction mm. and second highest prescription drug addiction in the nation. Um, you know, foster care is just overburdened, a lot of that due to children being removed from, from houses where parents were uh, you know, abusing right. or unfortunately cooking meth. 
And so when we say any way you slice it, Tennessee's a mission field, there really isn't a catchy slogan. There really is a phrase that defines the great spiritual need that we have in our state. And Golden Offering, really, 100% of that that's given goes directly to some type of ministry that is making a difference in the state. Just talk a little bit about how important Golden Offering is to to that and just the giving increase that we've seen in Tennessee Baptist. It's extremely important. And one of the things that's really exciting about the Golden Offering, people are not only giving through their churches, but they're going on our website and going to uh, tmbaptist.org slash cp, and there's a give button, and they can give individually. And instead of going out to eat one night, you know, people are chipping in. Just, it's amazing. But with Golden Offering, uh, we are ahead of last year in Golden Offering giving. Now, we don't expect that uh, to be the same when we reach August, when we begin September and start closing the books in October. But right now, it's been amazing to see how Golden Offering has continued and all the things that we're doing from uh, planting new churches, uh, meeting human needs through Compassion Ministry, Baptist Collegiate Ministries. Uh, we, we think about our our Baptist Collegiate Ministries. We also think about our BCM directors and all the work that they're doing supported by the Golden Offering. Uh, church planting has just been incredible because we're going where there is no gospel witness and then we, we see children uh, coming to Christ uh, through events, and this has changed quite a bit. It's been difficult, though, because our camps uh, have not received any income for a long time. Uh, but as we look at next summer and how important next summer is going to be as far as our, our children's camps, that what you give now will help us there. Uh, English being taught to someone in a second language. So all of those things. Well, and another another biggie is you know one of our most absolute vital and and important ministries is uh, disaster relief. Tennessee right. Baptist Disaster Relief Cooperative Program covers the cost of having Wes Jones. Uh, as our director and all of that type of administrative things and coordinating that ministry statewide. Uh, Golden Offering is used to apply directly to disaster relief. None of that's used for administrative or salary or anything like that. So when our DR teams go into a, a Nashville or to a Chattanooga or a Cleveland or somewhere else where there's been tornado or flooding or something like or that. Or a pandemic. A pan- yeah, a <laughs> pandemic, because we, you know, we've actually been able to help with that. The, the golden offering funds, really, uh, another way to say that is ministry funds, because th- those those funds are applied directly to alleviating you know, the suffering of people while putting some very qualified people on site to also share the gospel with people. So Right, and one of the things about our disaster relief is that they are not only meeting the needs physically, but they are trained evangelists. Yeah. And I remember we were in a meeting somewhere, and Wes was getting texts from somebody who was at an event, a disaster event, and they were uh, ministering and and sawing trees and doing all that stuff. And, hey, we we just had somebody uh, pray to receive Christ. And about 10 minutes later, uh, we had another person. And then a day later, we found out that they had uh, three folks yeah. that accepted Christ as their personal Savior. So they're out there doing uh, a lot of uh, 
hard work from the sweat of their brow, but also the passion of their spirit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when we think about generosity and stewardship and cooperative program and golden offering, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, Dr. Davis is just real intent on is us. And it's actually one of our core values yeah. uh, is stewardship. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we recognize that every penny, whether it comes from a special gift or a golden offering or whatever, that Tennessee Baptist gives, we have a responsibility to be a good steward of that and make sure that that money is used for kingdom work. And, you know, that's, as you know, that's something that he rides, uh, rides herd on to make sure that, that we're not uh, being wasteful. But, you know, when we look at, at just all of the ministry that's being done in Tennessee and beyond, you know, ultimately, um, as you mentioned earlier, the, the, we, we won't know the harvest that all of that has reaped until we get to heaven. And so it, it really is making an investment, regardless of the way that people share their generosity. It really is making an investment in, in kingdom work. Yep. So, well, great. It's, you know, we, we look at the pandemic and we see kind of where we are um, financially, uh, where churches are financially. And uh, there really does seem to be a vision for uh, reaching uh, people, reaching the nations for Christ. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to come back at the end of this fiscal year and yes, you know, talk celebrate about, it, celebrate, uh, which we will, because it has been really remarkable. And, and uh, the Lord has definitely worked through through churches. And I just want to underscore again how awesome Tennessee Baptists are yeah. uh, talking to other CP folks in other states, they're really yeah. hurting. Yeah. And we pray for them and want to support them uh, through this. But God has just been so gracious to us through yeah. our churches, the faith of our churches, and through the leadership of uh, Dr. Davis. Yeah. Ten years, he's really uh, made such a difference in uh, our state and in ministry. Well, you know, uh, churches give, uh, we direct uh, those funds to viable ministries to to turn that those those resources into action, uh, and we can definitely close out with what we always say: uh, together we really can do more than we can apart. Matt, Amen. thanks for giving us a report. Hey, thanks for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to Radio B and R, a podcast production of the Baptist and Reflector, the official news journal of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded at baptistandreflector.org forward slash radio BR. The ministries of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptist.org.